I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. And I'm Phil Rickaby. I'm a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert. And this is the Introvert's Guide to... want to drop us a line you can find us on twitter and instagram at introvert guide to the number two and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com if you want to send us a message you can do that through the website or you can email us at introvertsguide to stuff at gmail.com and remember we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of the introverts guide too and if you like the podcast and you listen on apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five star rating your comments and ratings help new people find this show but even better whether you listen on apple podcast google podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you know someone that might like the introverts guide too tell them about it Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. We say it every single time, Phil. Mm -hmm. I think we count it. I've almost counted how many times we have said it. And in fact, it's every episode we've said it. Mm -hmm. How do we say what we need? And what does that sound like? Well, why don't maybe maybe we should back up a little and talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what say what you need means. Because somebody might hear us say it all the time, like say what you need, say what you need, but maybe we should back up a little bit and talk about what say what you need means. Mm-hmm. I think so. What do you think it means? Ooh, nice turnaround. Um <laughs> <laughs> see, here's the thing. Uh, As we've discussed uh, a few times, there is in the world an extrovert default where the assumption is that everybody is an extrovert and sees the world in that particular way. That means that for the introvert, it becomes important for us to say what we need in the world. You know, like um, if there's a party. Yes, I can come to your party, but I'm going to come early. Do you know how many people are going to be there? Yes, I, I, I'm i happy to go out, but I'm not too cool with a big crowd. How about you and I meet for coffee? That kind of thing. And do you think there's a level of communication articulation, as I call it, that one needs in order to say what they need? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's it might be hard for some because, I mean, we've discussed how the, there's a fear of rejection mm-hmm. when saying what you need. Yeah. And I find that, you know, not that it's necessarily true, but I find that saying what you need for me, I almost feel aggressive or I feel confrontational when I, when I want to say something. Really? And that's not, I do. Yeah. And that's, it's not necessarily true. Saying what you need doesn't necessarily mean that I'm being aggressive about the situation. You need to listen. And there's definitely this anxiety though, that. Mm comes up when I go to talk about what I need. Well, that, I mean, and, you know, we've, we've, as we mentioned before, like there's, I mean, we all have, uh, many of us have a fear of confrontation and we fear that if we say that, if we say that thing that we need, um, we are, that somebody is going to, is going to reject us for that, 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 Hmm. You know, I will no longer be, they will no longer be my friend. This came up in our people pleasing episode. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there is an aspect of people pleasing to that. Yeah. It's interesting. And I mean, you know, to take it one step further, I've even felt like even I would feel resentment toward myself for it. For, just that, just, for yeah, having just, to, for, for saying what you need. Yeah. I've, really? I've had times. Yeah. I've had times where I, I like you walk away from a situation and after you, you I want to say I feel good about it after saying what I need, but then there's times where the anxiety kind of goes in my head where I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, gosh, is this person like, did, maybe did I rub them the wrong way whenever mm. I said that? Do they maybe not like it that I told them that? I mean, maybe what I said was worded wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. And I can go through it a few times and even I get lost and, and will back away from saying what I need because I just want to avoid those feelings altogether. Yeah, that's a tough one because mm-hmm. that is definitely a thing that happens. Like, I don't know about you, but when I have to, when I get to that point, if I, you know, if I'm not that familiar with the person, if we're not, if they don't know me that well, mm-hmm. and this is like a, an, maybe it's early in a friendship sort of thing, and I'm trying to tell them what I need. No, I, I'm, I'm not going to go to this wild party. I'm not going to go to this bar with you, but I would love to go for coffee. Mm-hmm. That's you know, I, I do worry that, oh, maybe now they think less of me. They don't think I'm any fun. They, they mm-hmm. like, what, what do they think of me? Yeah. Like you don't have to walk on eggshells around me. I promise. <laughs> oh, have you ever had, have you ever said what you needed? Maybe the recipient hearing it maybe thought that, that, you know, you know, you're no fun. Have you ever felt that people think you're no fun at parties. Like, you know, that saying like, oh, you must be fun at parties. Have you ever felt maybe just a little too serious because you said what you needed? I always feel too serious. So it doesn't necessarily matter. It's funny because people who know me know that I have a very silly side, but um, I have, I hate the term resting bitch face, but I hate that let's, so much. let's, why don't we call it a resting serious face? Yeah, I don't like I, the connotation behind it. <laughs> I have a resting serious face. And so that is my default. And if I am at all uncomfortable, that's where my face goes. And so I don't know how many gatherings of people I have forced myself to go to and then stood in a corner somewhere because um, I was so uncomfortable that my natural resting serious face came out. Oh my gosh. And just, uh, just having know who you are, just being on that, you know, on that level of behind the scenes here, it's just so hard to think of as you as overly serious. You know, I know you've got a sense of humor and it's just one of those things where, you know, how do you go back for, or, what am I trying to say here? Like, I just, just cause I know you. <laughs> I, I know, but it's like, yeah. if you don't know me, it's like, yeah. this is the thing you put an introvert there's, you know, cause we know that we have with the people that we are really comfortable with, mm-hmm. that's where we're our true selves, right? Mm-hmm. That's where we can drop all pretense. Be if we're a little bit silly, we can we can be that. If we're a little bit, I don't know, romantic, we can be that. But like this is when we're around people that we're really comfortable with. That's when we're truly ourselves. Mm. And as soon as we are in a situation that can be overwhelming, whatever our our default guard position is that's what comes up and so for me 
it's the serious face. Mm-hmm. And for other people, I don't know, maybe they, they go for the, they go for alcohol or they, they plaster some kind of, maybe they've, they, they have an overly practiced hello that they've, that they come up with that people shy away from them because they're like, that sounds like a, a line or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. I definitely am overly chipper. I think I, I have a heightened exuberance. <laughs> a heightened exuberance. Yes. So we go completely the opposite when we're uncomfortable at a party. You go hyper exuberant and I go super serious. Yeah. When I see something cute, I get cute aggressive and, and I think you go the opposite way. I certainly do not get cute aggressive. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Um, I don't see a cute puppy and want to punch it. Steve, just as a side note, showed me this wonderful post of puppies snuggling babies. Uh-huh. And you wanted to punch them both? It was, my voice kind of went to this, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> 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 sort of lost it a little bit, but you know. <laughs> oh, the the interesting thing that I'm thinking about with the whole, um, you know, since the people that we are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. how we are our true selves when we are saying what we need to somebody especially if it's early in a friendship or we you know that's that is us trying to get to that point with somebody right Ooh, you know that's a good way of putting it i am trying to tell you who i am and show so that i can show you who i am for real and not who i am in a crowded room mm-hmm. oh that's very nicely thought of. That's very true. Did you have a definition of say what you need? I think you kind of covered it. <laughs> it was just like saying it's that it's exactly it though. It's I want to be comfortable around you mm-hmm. and what I need matters. And I know that I am worthy enough to be comfortable in a situation. Therefore I know I need to put that importance on what I need and, and put it on the forefront of communication at the moment. So for me, I find that when I choose not to say what I need, I'm choosing to put myself on the back burner. I, I find that's a tendency that I have for the sake of not making somebody else uncomfortable for the Mm. sake of not making them, you know, second guess themselves around me. And I don't necessarily, you know, saying what you need doesn't necessarily mean that someone did something wrong. I've had to come to terms with that. So when I need something and I know that the person I'm going to can help me with that, I don't think it's any comment on my pride if I ask for help or I say what I need and I, I need to put that sense of importance for myself. That's so true. And I think one of the, I think one of the sticking points that I think a lot of us have when we start to, to consider saying what we need. And that's that, you know, that could be anything from like, you get invited to a party or you have roommates. And this is another one where it's, where it might even be more important to say what you need. You have roommates. There's a common area and you need time each day before you can go to that common area mm-hmm. um, so that they don't think that you're, you're antisocial. You need to tell them what you need. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not that they've done something wrong. And, and I think it's important to remember that you are not telling them 
that you've done some, that they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. You're just telling them you're revealing a little bit about yourself and what you need in order to be able to join them. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I think it was important for me as well to remember that I, I am an introvert. I do live in an extrovert's space or in this, in, in a more extroverted community. Mm-hmm. But I think remembering that each and every person is a complex human being. And if we were all the same, life would be boring, but it's the, therefore I need to trying to find the right, I, I need to therefore honor that about myself, that I am different. That I, mm-hmm. I do require something different. And I think by saying what you need, there is that sense of self-care, a sense of self-acceptance and, and honoring yourself. And I, I think I've certainly been guilty of that by not coming forward with saying something that I need because I didn't want to be confrontational. But mm-hmm. um, with that being said, I've definitely been more been more aware of when I need to listen more when someone tells me what they need and honor what they say as well. Right. Cause it's got to mm. go both ways. If mm. we're going to say what we need, we definitely need to be able to have that sense of humility for the person we're listening to. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does go both ways. Mm-hmm. And so, if, you know, and this might be, this might be the thing. Let's say that you are an introvert with an extroverted roommate. Yes. You need things. Mm-hmm. But they do too. Mm-hmm. And so there might have to be a trade-off where you come home from work. If you guys are home at the same time, where you might have to say, here's what I need. When I come home from work, I need an hour of alone time. And then I can come out and I can spend some more time in the common area with you. That way they get what they need and you get what you need. Mm-hmm. But it certainly can't work if they're like, listen, if you are not spending every second of every day with me, then you are not a good friend. Oh, jeez. Right? <laughs> oh, 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 people like that give me the willies. <laughs> has, has there been a time that you can think of when you had the choice, that you had to make the decision as to whether or not you were going to say what you need? or not. And even though it was difficult that you did it. Definitely. It was a few years ago and I was in a rehearsal space and I had a director. uh, The director sort of gave me a little bit of anxiety the way that they would give notes. It was very aggressive and it wasn't in a, um, you know, just, it wasn't a mild aggression. It was definitely using a lot of you phrases as it, like you have done something wrong. It was very uncomfortable. There, there wasn't a very safe space air. This is on a separate occasion, by the way, might I, it, it was just a, there was, it was a one-on-one session. And when you're an actor in a space, you and the director have a very unique relationship in that your communication, there's a certain expectation of, of a level of expectation for communication. Sorry, let me rephrase that. And I didn't quite understand where this director was coming from, what they were trying to tell me about a scene. 
And it just started getting a little bit more aggressive each time, but I could tell that they were really trying to be patient and I, and bravo to them. They, for me not getting it and for just remaining patient after the rehearsal, I really didn't want to say anything. And I know this seems like a bit of a different situation where I felt I needed to protect a safe space, but I felt, I felt there was definitely something on my heart that I needed to protect myself. um, And I knew everybody else could protect themselves. So Having There was a bit of a sense of confrontation, but this time I knew it needed to happen. So I confronted the director and made it very clear I was not looking for any sort of um, aggression. Uh, on my part, I was not looking to give the aggression. And I just described how I need to be talked to in order for me to understand a an idea. Uh, being transparent, I have auditory processing disorder. I uh, I grew up with that as a as a kid, and it was very difficult in school to understand um, a lot of lessons. So when explaining this and saying I I need to be able to repeat back ideas, I I need to have things put out as simple as possible, so that way I can process this. There was something about the way that he looked at me that was a click. It was a good click, like a, oh, I get it. And it was just a a sense of understanding. Although I was very nervous going into the situation, and knowing this director is not abusive and not an unsafe individual, but just rather the abrasive, that's the word I've been looking for this entire time. The director was abrasive and it was hard to work around sometimes, but they meant well. Being able to come forward, say what I needed, and and allow the nerves to happen, accept how I felt, but still st- stood my ground, made me feel a hundred times better. The director and I had great communication afterwards. It just was, it was all coming up roses after that. Nice. What about you? I feel like I feel like my story is going to sound so lame after your awesome story. Oh come story, on! <laughs> it was it was essentially like a party, and it was a gathering. You know, people that I actually like, but it was going to be a large group of them. It was on like uh, I think it might have been like a, a Tuesday or a Thursday after work. So I worked a day, and then I was going to go out. But when I finished the work day and I went home to get ready, I was like. I just don't feel like I have this in me right now. And um, I, you know, I had been looking forward to it, but suddenly I was just like, I, I, I just can't do this. And I, what I did was um, I, I messaged the host and I said, look, I just, I don't, I don't have it in me today. I need, it's been a, it's been a long day at work, a lot of socializing. And I just, you know, I, I, I just don't have this gathering in me and they were cool with it, which is much better than I used to do many years ago when I would just not show up at the party and knowing that if they asked me about it, I would say something like, oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> My excuses are far lamer than yours. Um, and I would just say that, you know, I fell asleep or something like that. Oh, your excuses are so <laughs> child's play. <laughs> I know, but they're simple. Where's the complexity? <laughs> None. There isn't any. 
It's very straightforward. What? <laughs> when did you start feeling like you could say what you need? When I moved in with my last set of roommates, um, who happens to also be my best friend, mm -hmm. I think I realized it when I was stumbling over my words trying to tell them what I needed. And she recognized this sense of fear. There was a little bit of like a, you know, just a moment to ask, like, are you okay? Like, you know, it's, it's not much that you're asking here. And when we sat down and actually talked about it more, and then we started discussing my initial fear approaching the conversation, that's when it sort of dawned on me that I have an issue with communication in that way. And hmm. after that, it started becoming more and more apparent afterwards. And I started to ask myself in a moment going, do you need anything right now? Think about it and come back to the conversation if you do, because you need to say something. And I think, yeah, it was definitely mm -hmm. more conscious, I would say. Mm -hmm. I mm. wonder, do you have an I, you know, a picture perfect image in your head about what saying what you need sounds like? And in the most ideal world, what does it sound like to you? For me, it would be mm -hmm. getting it over with as quickly as possible. Like without a whole lot of preamble, I would love it if I could just say, look, I just, I don't have the energy today and have them go, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Next time. Absolutely. I was just thinking that. And to add, I need total reassurance right after. I need so much emotional reassurance. <laughs> <laughs> You need them to follow up with with essentially, oh, cool. Maybe next time. We're still totally awesome friends, though. Absolutely. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I always do it for other people because like I know that they need to hear it. So it's like, yes. absolutely. You got it, bucko. Like, we're, of course, we're cool. Like, <laughs> sometimes I need that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> do you find that, do you find that, that, if if that was to happen to you, would you, because it's what you need, would you follow up with, with a, and we're still cool, bucko. I will always give it. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, alternate <laughs> bucko and friendo, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because bucko doesn't work in every situation. Absolutely not. I mean, you got to switch these things out once in a while. I, you know, have a little, you know, little inconsistency is nice. <laughs> yes. Let's go over to social. Sounds good. We asked, we are always saying how you should say what you need, but that isn't always easy. Have you told someone what you need as an introvert? How did it go? What do you wish you'd known beforehand? Kieran said, I had someone constantly asking me what they should do, which was a question I could never answer. I had the thought a while ago that I should just have said what I need and let them decide what action that translated as for them. Oh, Karen. <laughs> but that's like, you know, so often like our instinct when somebody is in a rough spot or something is to say, if you need anything, let me know. Mm -hmm. And which is way it's very kind to say, but it's so 
open-ended. Absolutely. That, that, that a person who is in a situation can't possibly say anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Better to, to like, you know, tell them that like, you know what, after work, I need an hour before I do anything or each day at some point before I do something, I need to have a nap. I need a rest, whatever. Just tell them your needs and let them present you with options if need be. Mm-hmm. Melissa said, I have always needed to leave a gathering without saying goodbye. Oh, interjection on Phil's part. <laughs> the Irish goodbye. My favorite. Oh my um, gosh. You found someone. It, that's be like me finding someone. I am you. not Ooh. the only person who believes in the Irish goodbye. Oh my Listen, gosh. it has a name for a reason. But back to Melissa. <laughs> uh, a modest exit. It took me a long time to learn this, and now I can mention it whenever I accept an invitation or arrive at a place. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for including me. And I'll tell you now, I'm going to slip away whenever I need to leave without saying goodbye. So thank you for everything, and we'll connect late, later in the week. Once the pressure's off, I can listen to others and be present. She's a lot nicer about this than Abs- I was just thinking that. I'm like, that was professional. Like. That oh, was no. so professional. She's a lot nicer about it than I am. Because as we mentioned, I'll show up and I'll make sure I'm seen by the people who need to see me. And But I won't tell them that I'm probably going to leave early. I'll just make sure I'm seen. And then later on, I slip away. I throw down my smoke palette <laughs> and I disappear like a magician. I know exactly what I'm getting you for Christmas one of these years. <laughs> you are getting a smoke bomb. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, Melissa, very well done. I love it. Milady Ranzetta had a, had a story a little bit. Went on a trip with a bunch of friends, all couples, and everyone was doubling up in hotel rooms to cut costs, two couples per room. I tried to tell them I really needed us, me and my partner, to have our own separate room so I could have some quiet time at the end of each day. And everyone just thought I was being capricious and finicky. It completely put a damper on the trip. What I wish I would have known beforehand is that even with a clear explanation, people will often be incapable of understanding a reality they do not experience. So now when I need something, I try to think about the reasons why people would actually want to give it to me, but for their own benefit. And I try to capitalize on on that when I mention it. People are more likely to do something if they think it's for themselves rather than for others. Yes, you read that right. I use other people's selfishness to help me. Is that selfish? It's genius. It's genius. It's not selfish. It's just sad. (laughs) it's genius it's sad it has to happen but you know what that is damn smart the thing is that however you have to say what you need to get through something is that's what you have to do if you have to use their selfishness for your advantage that's not selfish that's just what needs to happen it's good marketing it's good marketing right there so phil Mm-hmm. With everyone listening here, mm-hmm. I I am in charge of bringing our internet into the conversation. This week, I took it a little different, and I decided not to show you what I am about to tell you. Okay. I'm curious about why you did that, but I guess we'll find out. 
We will. We will. Spare no expense with your reactions, please. <laughs> are you ready? I'm, I don't know. Are you? You, you no, sound like you can hardly I'm get not. you can hardly I'm get not. started. Oh my gosh. There are moments I live for in these podcasts, and it's when I get to do my evil cackle. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. I figured whatever we are going to discuss is going to be a really wonderful conversation that I decided no matter what the internet was going to show, you and I were already going to have the conversation. So I decided to look up the worst advice you could ever give to talk about saying what you need. Wait, back up. I searched the worst advice. Okay. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to when you asked me to do this podcast. <laughs> okay. Number one. Don't even think about it. Just dive in. No matter what you're going through, the other person can wait on whatever they have to say. Say it. What? (laughs) I have a tear coming down my eye. The other person? (laughs) Say what you want. The other... Basically... Basically... Just come out and say it. The other one can go fuck themselves. That's that's what that's what this suggestion is. You know what? Fuck everybody else. That's the suggestion this is giving you. That is not helpful. Oh, oh my gosh! I got tears coming down my eyes. Okay. Here we go. Number two. There's five. Oh my god! Okay, there's five. five. Number two. If you love and respect yourself, you will find a way to get what you need. <laughs> that one was just mean. <laughs> did you get did you go to villains R Us? Did you go to villains.com for, for I, these? Did you go to like evil people? Oh net? Phil, I went on I went on page 12 of Google. Oh my god. Oh, oh. I went to that side. You, went to, you did a deep dive, 12 pages. Yeah, in. yeah, like Ooh. Like the SEOs were really low on these ones, okay? Okay. But okay. to dive into that one. Three. Wait, wait. I need to oh, back, you want up. To go back. back up on number two there. Which was oh, my gosh. whatever it takes, do whatever it takes to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you if you have any damn respect, you will say whatever you need. All right. I need you to read that again because I don't think that's quite what that said. Are you ready? Read number two again. If you love and respect yourself, you will find a way to get what you need. That's not, that is, that is so not like, like, um, uh, say what you need. That is like, you will find a way to get what you need, which is like, you will, you can lie, cheat and steal whatever it takes to get what you need. All in the name of self care. Oh my God. (laughs) Don't follow this advice. Not at all. not. Not at all. You've got you've got three more pieces. Are you ready? I think so. Are you saving the worst for last? Is that what's happening here? 
Yep. Oh my god. Okay, go. <laughs> Number three. Channel your anger. Use it. <laughs> Phil, I needed to mute the mic because I snorted. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> Do you want me to jump to number four? No, no, no. I need to I need to deal with this. I need to deal with this. Read that again for me. Channel your anger. Use it. <laughs> okay. I had to say that more intense each time. I I just need to say. Don't do that. If you're if you're feeling angry, this is not the time to channel your anger to say what you need. <sighs> okay. I'm I'm Zen. So You're please good. Move on. please move on to number You've got four. two more. You got okay. two more. Please move on to number four. Let's go. Let's do this. Avoid um. You look weak. Avoid um? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um no you don't. <laughs> Let's just put this in there right now for any and all folks that say, um. I just want you to know that um can be a very useful punctuation. Yes. You can use it in place of many words. And you could say many things with an um. For example, my response to to that statement might just be like, um... And what that is saying is this person can go take a fucking leap off a cliff. That's what that um is saying. And I don't think that's weak at all. I think that was a very strong um. Thank you. Utilize the um. Be one with the um. You Mm. can take it in different octaves if you like. Like, you know. "Ah." Yes. Yeah. You know. Um, Um is an extremely useful statement. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, you made it. Are you ready for the last one? I'm as ready as I possibly can be. Oh boy. Buckle up. If you're too nervous, email it. Do we even need to say why that's a bad thing? Why that's a bad idea? Do we even? That's that is like saying, "Okay, look, I know you're really nervous to break up with your girlfriend, but you know, just email it, just text her." Yeah, no, these conversations are. It goes without saying that when we say what we need, they need to be conversations that are treated as important. Those conversations are important. You cannot email it. You cannot text these things. No, you can't. You can't. And I just, when I saw that, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't bother copying the description to say what the, what went with it, but it was along the lines of sometimes we need to give ourselves an out of something that is too hard to face. 
And I, and I just felt myself coil up going, what, what do you go through in life that feels that, that you feel you can, you are allowed to run away from it? I, I want to jump, like there's certain things and you know what, we've all felt that anxiety, that fight Mm -hmm. or flight in terms of like that conversation, because let's acknowledge that the say what you need conversation is a difficult one. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, but it needs to happen. If you are going to have any kind of ongoing relationship with whoever the people are that you need to do this with, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And it has to be a conversation. And emailing it basically says, here's what I need. We're not talking about this. Mm-hmm. And it shuts down conversation and makes you look like a dag. It does. It does. I'm I'm going to apologize to you, Phil. Okay, why? I got way too much enjoyment out of that. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. I got so much enjoyment. Listen, I I could hear you. I could hear you like steepling your fingers and like putting them together excitedly. Like you were so excited to do that. It's yeah, I was. I was very excited. Yeah, yeah. Even before the podcast, you were like, "Oh, you didn't uh, put anything in the social." <laughs> I know you were. I was. You. It was like there. You don't have any links. Do you have any? You were like, "Oh, I do." And I was like, "I know what's coming." <laughs> she just wants that that silence that she loves so much. Oh yeah, that exasperated <laughs> silence. I live for it. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> oh boy. Before we, um, before we go off and do anything else, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the phrase, we need to talk? We've discussed how I feel about this phrase. Um, there is no phrase that can be received via text or email or even spoken aloud mm-hmm. that will make me and most people Stop, break into a cold sweat, and shit their pants. (laughs) In that order. Like, if you're in the middle of your workday and you get a text from your partner that just says, we need to talk. That is heart attack inducing. Oh, like, how dare you? (laughs) That is not because if it happens in the middle of the day, goddamn, I am spending the rest of the day in anxiety. <laughs> I force them via text to tell me what it's about. I, I mean, they you. should. It yeah. shouldn't be like we need to talk. It should be, okay, look, we need to talk. It's about X. Because mm-hmm. if I come home and I have been uh, like sweating for the whole day and feeling anxious, and I come home and I find out that it's like, we need to talk. We are out of sugar. <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. Number three, channel your anger. Use it. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Also, <laughs> also, and, and I'm sure we've heard from others how the phrase we need to talk affects them. If you are setting up to have this conversation with your roommates or your your partner or your friends, please don't open 
with We Need to Talk. Even, I think, and let me run this by you because you might disagree, but um, I need to tell you something. Might even be better. Oh, yeah. Way better. We Need to Talk has an ominous overtone. I need to tell you something. While it might, depending on the situation that you're in, might spark some anxiety, it will not be nearly as bad as We Need to Talk, which always sounds like the thunderclap of doom. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm expecting to walk in, they're sitting on the table, like, dark-faced and, you know, just clouded with this emotion, and yes. I absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What did we learn? You know, I learned that even though it's something that we say all the time, that you need to say what you need, it is not always easy to do that. There are always ten. There's, it's, there's always a tense moment. You don't know how the person is going to react. You sometimes worry that you're not going to say it right. But I don't think we're ever going to be experts at doing this. And we are going to fumble. And if you have to, if you have to write down before you say it, what it is that you need and how you want to say it, do that. But go easy on yourself because it is not an easy thing to do, but it's so necessary. Absolutely. I'm reminded that I'm not in control of other people's emotions and reactions and, and what they need. I'm mm -hmm. only in charge of myself. Mm -hmm. And I think the more time I commit to honoring myself and ensuring that I'm promoting the right self-care for myself mm -hmm. while also honoring the relationships around me, I find that it's becoming easier and easier to say what I need while also respecting others and listening to what they need. Mm -hmm.